Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. It's a big week, Super Bowl week. Everyone is in Phoenix, Arizona. We've been seeing the coverage across from Radio Row, ESPN, NFL Network. There are a ton of Saints players there, you know, making appearances on different shows. I've seen Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram's there, and I know there are a lot of other players that usually head to town for that week because it's it's kind of like the who's who in the league that, that shows up. It's always a fun event to watch the coverage from. On today's show, we're going to check in with one of our local TV reporters from WWL who is in Arizona for Super Bowl coverage, Brooke Karchoffer. She covers the Saints. I know you've seen her all over the place, and she's actually an Eagles fan, so We'll talk about that a little bit, but going to break down the matchup, what's going on there from her perspective and, and how she's going to be involved in Super Bowl coverage for the upcoming weekend. Also joining me on the podcast today, which is going to be really fun, is Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz. They enjoyed such an amazing run this year. Great season ending with that Cotton Bowl victory. It's been an incredible time to be a Tulane fan between football and basketball. The basketball team's having a lot of success as well. And we here at the Saints and the Pelicans support Tulane. We love having the relationship that we do with that university and supporting their athletics as well because they're huge supporters of us. So without further ado, let's start things off with Coach Fritz. Coach Fritz, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate that you found some time for us. You have been a busy man in high demand since an incredible season. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I feel bad I, I didn't get back with you. One time our, our SID said something to me about it and I got going on some other things. And uh, the reason I feel bad is we love the Saints. We love the Pelicans. Mrs. Benson, uh, I just went to lunch yesterday with Mickey Loomis and Everybody affiliated with uh, both organizations have just been tremendous to Tulane and to me individually, and I just really, really appreciate it. We, w- we wouldn't be able to run a program without uh, Mrs. Benson and the Saints and, and also uh, the, the Superdome, allowing us to use the indoor facility. We, I got no place to go. Mm-hmm. In a, you know, I, I think in the eight years, seven years I've been here going on eight, I think we've been in, uh, out there in Metairie 120 sometimes. And Jay Romig is incredible to work with. And uh, so just a ton of respect for uh, everything in your organization. Yeah, I always know when it's it's raining and I see the buses pull up that Tulane's yeah. coming in to practice because you, you do see them out here at the indoor facility. And it's been a fun relationship, I think, for us here as well within the organization to see the success that Tulane's had. It's it's a fun place to be in New Orleans, but it's even more fun when the teams are winning, fan bases really get around it. You mentioned the Saints and your relationship there, but for people who may not know, I mean, the field is named after Miss Ben Mr. Benson. That's yeah, the field. Yeah. You're you're right. And she she technically lives on campus. You know, whenever I tour campus with a prospect, you know, and she lives right over there. So she's been fantastic. 
boards. When, when I got uh, selected as head coach, she was on the board uh, of trustees and actually sat next to my wife at the introductory uh, press conference. And my wife uh, talked afterwards. She said, "Well, what a nice lady that was." She said, "You know, you know who that is." <laughs> she didn't at the time. She knows now, but uh, just just great people. And you know, I, I'm uh, you know obviously I'm biased, but you know I. I don't, I don't allow anybody, none of our players or coaches, we don't wear stuff from other teams. I say, hey, we're, we're, we're Pelicans fans. If you're rooting for the NBA, you, you want to wear another team, go someplace else. And uh, <laughs> when it comes to the NFL, it's, uh, it's the Saints. Well, we appreciate that. I was talking to a couple of your players at the Senior Bowl this past week, and they did mention that – they really enjoy coming in and being able to practice on that field when it rains and they don't have to sit outside and, and be in the mud and all that kind of stuff. Um, so happy to, to be a part of providing that for them. But speaking of the the senior bowl and being able to see some of your Tulane athletes out there and just how cool is it to see the reception that they've had in the media? I mean, Tajay Spears was everywhere. People really enjoyed watching him last week. But for you to sit back after the season and still be hearing about Tulane football. Well, that was a really neat experience. I went over there last Thursday, and uh, that was the talk of the, the senior bowl. It was, was Tajay Spears and Dorian Williams was really mm-hmm. playing great, too, our linebacker. And then he broke his wrist and unfortunately wasn't able to, to go the day I was over there. Uh, I think both those guys up their stock, you know, with the NFL teams and you know, I, one of the things I try to do when I have a, a young man playing over there in the senior bowl, I kind of go through the suites and each team has got a, their own suite in there at the stadium. And uh, I talked to Jeff Ireland and the crew there with the Saints. And, uh, you know, it's just it's neat to have one guy over there playing the senior bowl, much less two. So, uh, yeah, but just very excited for those guys. And I, I really think we got – four, five, six more guys that are, uh, you know, going to have an opportunity in the NFL as a free agent, possible draft pick. Uh, we've had a few other guys that have played in some all-star games. Uh, so, so it'll be neat how it, how it ends up. I just want to get, we got to get somebody at the Saints. I, I hope that happens. <laughs> I think the fan bases would love that. And I know People have been clamoring for Spears, a running back. Oh, it would fit so well. So we'll see what happens on that front. But hopefully at some point, yes, we will have a Green Wave player over here heading into this season and looking at how everything unfolded and what happened. At what point did you realize that you really had something special? You know, I say this and people kind of don't understand it, but, you know, last year we had all the trials and tribulations that a program could ever have, you know, talking about the 2021 season. You know, we were displaced over in Birmingham for, I told them to pack for three nights and we were there for 27 nights. And it just was a different experience. But, you know, I had no problems, the guys. uh, You know, they competed the whole year. we had a lot of injuries we had to overcome, uh, particularly at the quarterback position, which is the Saints felt that this year, you know, as well. It's mm-hmm. a, that's the position you don't want to get anybody hurt at, you know, because you it's, you know you can put a right tackle, a left guard, but you can't put a left guard at the quarterback. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, and the, and the guys just, uh, uh, you know, never, they were in the fight the whole year, even though we were two and 10. And, 
that's new. We had a special group. We, we started the season off with two games that we probably should win in UMass and, and Alcorn State. And I think it kind of told, showed us who can do what and how much you play them. And, and uh, then we had a big win against uh, Kansas State, and the guys were kind of off and running after that. So uh, you always hope for these kind of seasons. You know, I'm an optimist. And every time I – you know, begin a season, I think we're going to win them all. I've never gone into a game where I thought we were going to get beat. But, uh, you know, to, to have this season and see uh, how much joy it gave the, the you know, old-time Tulaneans and also people from New Orleans, you know, it was really, really gratifying. When you got to the Cotton Bowl, it was an incredible comeback. What impressed you most about your team during that game? Just their fight and resolve for four quarters and, you know, just uh, nobody gave up on the sideline. I don't think we played great. I've made that comment before. We, we did not play great on defense. We we had some opportunities to get some sacks on their unbelievable quarterback and we missed them and uh, they let them convert a whole bunch of third down and fourth down situations. And, uh, you know, we had some, we had some uh, assignment errors, which are uncharacteristic of us. Uh, but we played hard and it kept us in the ball game. And, you know, I, I just think uh, we just kept fighting the whole ball game. And, and, uh, and that's what uh, gave us the opportunity to win there at the very end. Ajay Spears over 200 yards in that game, four touchdowns, really making himself known on a big stage in that game. How much better can he be? How do you think he's going to translate to the next level? Oh, I think he's going to be a great player at the next level. Uh, you know, I, I obviously I have the opportunity to watch these guys every single day, so I can evaluate him probably a little better than guys that come in once a week or watch a little bit of film. He's got all the intangibles. You know, uh, I was talking to Jeff Ireland, and, and one of the things that I think sets the Saints organization apart from other NFL organizations, I've probably been to 25 different training camps in the NFL during my journey as a, a college football coach, you know, and, you know, I've been to Chiefs, Bears, Vikings, Saints, uh, Jaguars, Falcons, you know, almost every team I've been and watched them practice. And the thing that I, I really respect about the Saints organization is the quality of person that they have playing for them, you know, and, and they, they obviously do a great job of, recruiting character and, and uh, Tajay's got that in abundance. You know, he, he's going to make an organization better, even a, you know, high level character uh, uh, outfit like the, the Saints. He's, he's going to make them better because he's, he's got all the intangibles that you're looking for off the field. And he's got all that you're looking for on the field. I think he can do everything, block, he can catch, he can run. It'll be, I think he'll be a great kicking game player. And he'll be a dynamite teammate, you know, and, and uh, same thing with Dorian Williams. So uh, that that's he'll fit in there. Probably a, an organization that, you know, they they uh, they maybe didn't have that type of character. He he, he probably would be a unicorn there because he, he he doesn't understand that. It is something that the Saints pride themselves on the culture here. We talk we hear about it a lot from the players wanting to come play here, what it's like in the locker room. How would you describe Tulane football and, and what being 
a member of, of that team is all about? Well, I, I think our guys have great pride. You know, we, we talk about three things with guys when we recruit them. Uh, first and foremost, opportunity to get a world-class education. You know, we're the 39th ranked school in the country academically out of 4,140 colleges and universities. All right, so this is a big-time degree. It's a four-year degree to help you the next 40 years. We talk about playing big-time Division One football. We, we, we're going to have more season ticket holders this year because, you know, number one, we had a lot of success. But number two, they came out to games and they saw, wow, they got tremendous athletes, you know, Tulane and the schools that were playing. Mm -hmm. Last, but, but, but not certainly not least, we, we really embraced the city. You know, we're in the uptown area. Uh, it's a neat area. Our guys love going to school here. And it's a little different college experience being in a big city, but also being around regular college students. You know, we, we've uh, we had more incoming freshmen last year from Chicago than we did from New Orleans. So you, you get an opportunity. A lot of colleges are suitcase colleges. You know, as soon as the Friday bell hits, boom, everybody's running out of town. <laughs> and that's not the case. There's, you know, our students are from. I think I think I think like it's eleven percent of our students are from the state of Louisiana, you know. So you got kids from Houston, Dallas, Chicago, New York City, Los Angeles, Miami, Atlanta, and they're from all over the place. And consequently, we recruit all over the United States because they're just it's hard to find, you know, that many great students who are Division One football players in a smaller state like Louisiana. So. Uh, I think that gets our guys to embrace New Orleans as well. I went to a couple games this past year and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a really good time. The atmosphere, it's a lot of fun. The facility is great. That stadium is incredible. And I, we were talking before we got on and then I, from North Carolina, went to UNC. <clears throat> so I'm partial to that. The light blue there, the color scheme is nice. <laughs> so I do like that. I, I've said I need to get some gear. To we got to get you some gear. Yeah. I know I need to get some gear. Uh, Brad, the next time he comes over here, we'll get you some gear. Right. He's got to be good for something. So <laughs> I'll ask him for that. He's got plenty of gear. Believe me. <laughs> Last time we tried to catch up, you were recruiting. I know there's a lot that goes on during the off season. So what's kind of the focus for you here over the next couple months? Well, I got to hire some coaches. You know, I'm going to hire an offensive line coach. And I got to hire a, a defensive coordinator. Uh, that's one of the things in this business that, that happens and, Hey, when you have some success, people try to try to grab, you know, uh, those people that were uh, responsible for the, for the success that you had. And uh, I, I'm very fortunate. I've got a really good staff, guys that have been with me for a long time. And, you know, sometimes, it, you know, it's a, a little bit of a revolving door. And, uh, you know, and I know that that occurs with Saints, it occurs with Pelicans, you know, it just, just happens. Guys get good opportunities and you don't want to stand in their way of a good opportunity uh so i'm doing that we're, we're getting ready for spring football and that's going to occur the first week in march and uh, i really enjoy spring football it allows us to teach and develop our guys and uh you know it, it's uh you know that, that's that's a really important piece of uh, uh college football Mm -hmm. And then uh, we're, we're having our spring game on Saturday, March 25th. 
and uh, it's open to the public. Anybody would like to come, come on out. We'd love to have you. Uh, and then we get into uh, getting our guys back in the weight room. I, I was a strength coach for 15 years, so I love getting down in the weight room with the guys and, and you know, establishing even better relationships with them when you're in the weight room. We have our finals. The guys go home for a little while. Something that's neat with Tulane is we have study abroad program where our guys get to go free to uh, Australia for two weeks hmm. and uh, pick up three hours. And, you know, it's for, it's for the student athletes here. And I think I've got about 40 guys who are going to be going to Australia. Pretty neat. Yeah. You know, I went to Pittsburgh State. I, I got to go to Chautauqua, Kansas for a couple of a day you probably never heard of that before have you here <laughs> heard of kansas <laughs> but uh so that's that's neat and then uh and then also going around and talking to people uh with alumni groups as part of it and, uh, and the kids come back in we go through summer workouts and we take three weeks off in july mm-hmm. is the time we take off and, and uh kind of recharge your batteries and get after it again the football team was honored at halftime of the men's basketball game uh, Tuesday night against Cincinnati. Uh, the trophy was out there. People were taking pictures with it. How much fun is it to be able to to still share in some of those moments with the team? Well, it's great. You know, we're, we're, uh, our, our guys are going to be in a parade this Saturday. And, uh, and then I'm going to be in a parade in Demian here in a couple of weeks. Uh, so... It's really neat. And again, it's talking about the city of New Orleans embracing mm-hmm. Tulane. And, and uh, you know, so that that's really special for those guys. I, I, I tell our guys, you know, it, it was really special for our New Orleans guys. You know, they've been going to parades all their life and then now they're going to be on float, you know. And, and, and uh, so they're, they're very, very excited about it. And I think it's kind of trickled down to, the rest of our team that how special this is, you know, and so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So there, there's a lot of things that we do in the off season. I, I try to give our guys off, you know, I, I got three kids of my own. They're all grown now, but I got a lot of coaches who have uh, got kids, young kids. And, uh, you know, we're, if we're up here. We're working really hard. And if we're not up here, we're, I tell those guys, get your tail out of here and, Go spend time with your family. There's definitely a lot of fun to be had over the next couple of weeks here in New Orleans. And a lot of those players that are here from out of state will find out pretty quick uh, what carnival season Mardi Gras is all about. I appreciate the time from you. It's been a fun ride this whole past year. And I hope and wish the best of success for the next season. Thank you very much, Aaron. I appreciate it. Roll wave. As you heard Coach Fritz mention, they do have the spring game that's coming up March 25th. So if you are around New Orleans, you want to catch some football, get a little flavor of what's coming up next season for the Green Wave, he said it is open to the public. So you can head over there to Benson Field and check out the Green Wave getting ready for the upcoming season. Now let's check in with Brooke, who is in Phoenix, Arizona for the Super Bowl. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's a little bit different week because we're not quite focusing on the Saints as you are in Phoenix, Arizona for the Super Bowl. How are you doing? How's everything getting settled in there? 
everything's great. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I always love joining you on the Saints podcast, but it has been absolute pandemonium. <laughs> Who would have thought the NBA would have trumped Super Bowl week, right? With yeah. the Kevin Durant news. Of course, that impacts us back home, right? With the Pelicans a little bit in the West, but it has just been nuts. You mentioned the Super Bowl. They have the waste management open. Spring training is around the corner. It is the most happening city I think I've ever been in. And I was there in Vegas for the NFL draft. It is truly insane here, especially with how spread out everything is. It's still crowded in Phoenix and Scottsdale. I'm over here in Chandler, Arizona. I mean, it is just jam-packed in this city. Yeah, there are a lot of different things already going on. And then, as you mentioned, the news last night, it's been funny watching coverage today because yes. you see the, the sets. Everyone is there in Arizona, but they're talking about basketball. And it's this, this di- funny dynamic between the NFL and the NBA right now. But we will focus on the NFL as this is an, an NFL podcast, the Super Bowl. It's two number one teams facing off. It's only the sixth time that that's ever happened in Super Bowl history. These two teams have been dominant this entire season. I mean, what are you looking forward to most about this matchup? I think just the explosiveness of these two offenses. One of the stats that stuck out to me, both teams have scored exactly 546 points this year. They also come in to this game with the same record, 14 and three. And when you see what Jalen Hurts, his game has changed over this last year, the changes he made in the offense, he has truly fit into this offense and made it as dynamic and powerful as it is. It does help that they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL right now. They have two former Super Bowl guys that are on the offensive line. That definitely helps. And then Patrick Mahomes, what can't he do with the football? Even on the sprained ankle, I believe, they said that he's been able to practice. He's not. He's been, he hasn't been on the practice report this week as questionable or anything like that. So the fact that these two quarterbacks have been able to play with injuries over the last few weeks, of course, Jalen Hurts with his throwing shoulder and then Patrick Mahomes with the sprained ankle, it's been so remarkable to see. And I expect this to be a high-scoring affair come Sunday. Chiefs are the number one team in total offense, number one in points, and then they're going up against an Eagles defense that has done Mm. so well. They led the league in sacks and have been the number one pass defense in the league all season as well. So you have somebody in Patrick Mahomes who leads the league with over 5,000 passing yards and then the best pass defense going against each other. Who do you think has the advantage in that matchup? Right. It's crazy because you could, you can't make the argument that, well, he just has to get the ball out of his hands early because the Eagles secondary has proved to be pretty stout this season as well. I mean, they are a complete defense. That's why they're in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, these are the, they got the two best teams in the NFL playing in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be really difficult for Patrick Mahomes, but he does have the big guy in Travis Kelsey, who is able to make dynamic plays happen. When you see 70 sacks though, on a season for the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, that is glaring. And guess what? The Chiefs are the second are, are right behind them with 55 sacks. So, I mean, the fact that there is a 15 sack differential right. between one and two sticks out to me that the Eagles defensive line, which has been injured here and there throughout the season, they have just been able to plug new and Dominic Sue being plugged in there for injuries at D tackle. I mean, they have just been so dynamic, this, this defensive line. And then of course, when you add CJ Gardner Johnson in, I know that stings a little bit for the saints, especially seeing him with the 
racking up interceptions, but he's made a difference with this defense playing on the opposite side of Darius Slay. This defense just as a whole, there's not many things that you can pinpoint where the Chiefs can attack them. I mean, this is going to be a really tough, even matchup, I think. But I think the Eagles have the more complete roster when you look at it as a whole. Jalen Hurts, he does such a good job getting out in space, 13 rushing touchdowns or 15 rushing touchdowns by him, 13 by Miles Sanders. Their rushing offense Mm. is really good for the Eagles. How big of a factor keys for them to be successful? Oh, absolutely. I think Jalen, we saw when Jalen Hurts wasn't playing just how bad the Eagles are when he's not playing in the game. I think all of Eagles nation was ready to go with pitch like pitchforks and torches after the Saints beat the Eagles with Jalen Hurts out right I mean that was like doom and gloom and here they are in the Super Bowl now with Jalen Hurts back of course that shoulder injury it seems like it's not going to be too much of an issue he's not I don't think he's 100 percent but Jalen Hurts at 75 percent is just is going to make a difference in this game and also too I know we talked about his legs and he's a mobile quarterback but mm-hmm. the steps and strides he's made in the passing game have really spoke volumes starting quarterbacks in 2022 and average yards gained per pass attempt Mahomes is one with 8.1 right behind him is Jalen Hurts with eight I mean he has really just made that much of an improvement in the passing game and that's why the Eagles are here and to be honest with you I've been I'll go ahead and uh, show my colors here. I mean, I've been an Eagles fan since I was a little girl and growing up and hearing about, you know, watching the Donovan McNabs and the Randall Cunninghams. And this is the best Eagles team, I think, in franchise history. And they can continue to be good. I know things split off after a Super Bowl. Players and coaches move on. But, man, this is just honestly one of the best Eagles teams I've seen in franchise history. And I think it's their game to lose in the Super Bowl. You listen to any of the national headlines and beat writers, people that are covering the team or even at the national level, everyone is saying that they think the Eagles have the more complete team and should win this game, even though the Chiefs are that good. This is mm-hmm. this is the Chiefs' third appearance in four seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. This team is that good. It's going to be a good game, but man, this Eagles team should win this game Sunday. You mentioned third appearance in four seasons. They have had such an incredible run and they sustained it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you said, you know, a lot of teams kind of disperse after a Super Bowl run because you really kind of load your, your offense defense up for the championship. And then people want bigger contracts or, or whatever right. comes from it. But the chiefs have sustained that success. The Eagles though, they're coming up quick under Nick Sirianni. Yes. It's only his second season there with the Eagles, and you have a Super Bowl appearance and have put the team together to be so solid on both sides of the ball. As you mentioned, uh, an Eagles fan uh, <laughs> growing up. What has that been like for you to watch the success so quickly under the new head coach? Oh, man, it's been so much fun. I've loved hearing all the hype and also people not thinking after week four week five that this is a special team I'm like are you watching the same team that I'm watching on the TV (laughs) right now I mean come on just the difference Jalen Hurts made in the offseason when you have I mean the whether it's at the high school the collegiate or the NFL level this game is one in the trenches and they have the best offensive line I think in the NFL and their defensive line can go up against anybody and that's what's kept them in games it's kept the quarterback clean for the most part which as we know is so huge and it helps you establish a run game when you have an offensive line that's that dominant and some of these NFL players that I've been listening to this morning are saying the way to beat the Chiefs is establish the run game and the Eagles of course can do that we've seen that this year 
not only with Jalen Herbst being mobile, but their, I mean, their running back group has just been so, so solid. And then you put it, some of the top receivers around them and Devontae Smith, who's a local product from Amy, Louisiana. He has just been uh, such a talent for, for the Eagles. And you mentioned too, just the Patrick Mahomes being here for, you know, three appearances in the last four seasons. He's a generational talent, but there, there's so many storylines in this game. But the one that sticks out to me the most is the last time these teams were in the Super Bowl, they both went up against Tom Brady. And of course he retires this year. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, there has been a, a fun run of younger quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming up. And these are definitely two of them with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is so fun to watch. He's so dynamic. The passes that he makes are incredible. And his favorite target, obviously, tight end Travis Kelsey. They have combined for the second most postseason touchdowns behind Brady and Gronk. So it's kind of like, you know, the passing of the torch there, right? Yeah. Um, Brady and Gronk to Mahomes and Kelsey. And then Kelsey becoming the first brother to off him and obviously on the opposing side with the Eagles, you have Jason Kelsey, their center. That's been such a fun storyline to follow with their mom is it's <laughs> gotta be the cutest thing ever. Oh, I know. Cookies out at the pro bowl, the Jersey that she wears, that's been pieced together with a one part Eagles, one part <laughs> chiefs. I just absolutely love it. She's going to come away a winner, no matter what, how fun has that been to watch, you know, kind of unfold leading up to this game? Absolutely. The storylines truly are endless in this one. The Kelsey brothers are the first of their kind playing in the Super Bowl. And apparently Mama Kelsey is up for potentially the coin toss. A lot Mm. of people are bidding for that to happen. I think it'd be great. But to her credit, she did say in an interview, she does not want to be a distraction. And you think about these football moms, these football wives, coaches, wives. I wouldn't that, are that responsibility. Last, right. Well, the last thing they want is to take anything away from their boys. Right. Yeah. And she also too made it very clear. She doesn't want to be a distraction if they're fine with her going over there and it doesn't affect them emotionally. I mean, this is the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want is <laughs> to have an emotion you weren't expecting to feel on game day that might distract you. I don't think it'll be a distraction. Travis and Jason both said that it's not going to be a distraction. I think that would be great and a wholesome moment in the Super Bowl that's typically headlined with all these big names of course Rihanna at halftime we're all looking forward to that but to have a mom of the two boys two brothers in the Super Bowl how cool would that be I think that would I think they should absolutely do that yeah it's got to be I would say her proudest moment yeah why not being able to watch both of them what are you going to be doing as far as your coverage goes So I'm here with, of course, I work for WWL in New Orleans, and we are owned by Tegna. And Tegna put together a Super Bowl team that is assisting KPNX, also owned by Tegna, uh, that is here in Phoenix. I believe they're the NBC here, 12 News. And we are just cleaning up where they can't get crews to. I mean, there's so much to do here, as we were mentioning at the top of this show. And one of the things I'll be doing today is NFL Experience. And apparently fans haven't been able to be here since Saturday and Sunday. So you can imagine Chiefs and Eagles fans are beating down the door to get into the NFL experience, get back, or hopefully they're going to want to see their see players. There's so much um, NFL big heads that are here, mm-hmm. you know, guys that are, for, you know, Hall of Famers, uh, 
former Eagles and Chiefs players are in town. Fans are hoping to see them at the NFL experience. There's a lot of fun things going on this weekend, too. Gronk's beach party is Saturday. Of course. I mean, of course, right? So it's going to be a really fun weekend. But what I'll be doing most is kind of bringing the fan experience. And also, if we run into any Saints guys that are in town, we will make sure to bring that coverage on WWL. Yeah, I've seen from coverage so far, Mark Ingram, uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan, they've been joining a bunch of different, I think NFL network shows uh, across the board, maybe some ESPN. I saw Demario Davis was in town. I saw a couple other saints on their stories, um, on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> that they were heading to Arizona. So yes. you're probably, probably going to run into a couple here or there. And I'm sure you'll hear Cameron yes. Jordan before you see him. Oh, without a doubt. The the problem is tracking them down. Like I said, there's so many events that are so spread out, but hopefully we'll be able to run into those guys. And they've always been really good to the media, which I can appreciate covering an NFL team. When you have guys that are willing to help out the local media, it is it goes above and beyond. And the guys that are here um, are really good about doing that. Yeah. What a fun experience for you to be able to go out there and cover football still. It's the biggest game yes. of the season. And I know we've been missing football around here. So it's going to be a fun experience for you. And hopefully you know, the Saints can get <laughs> back there one of these days because it it was a fun run when they were there and they were able to absolutely with the, the yeah. Show. And this is my this is my first Super Bowl experience just in general. So mm-hmm. I mean this is something that I know reporters have as a bucket list, but as NFL fans, you, it's yeah. a bucket list moment. So I don't know if I will necessarily be in the stadium. Those credentials are pretty hard to come by, but it will be such a fun week. And I can't wait to provide some coverage on social media and on TV here. All right. Well, we'll be looking out for you. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? So my Twitter handle and Instagram handle are at Brooke Chesney because Kurt Chopper doesn't fit. So we go with the middle name, but yeah, you can find me there and I will do my best. We're about to head out now to the NFL experience. I will be posting um, on all social media accounts. Of course, send us up back to WWL too. And hopefully we can bring some Saints fans some, some content that they're wanting to see right at this all right. time of year. Yeah, I love it. Have so much fun there and we look forward to seeing you when you get back. Thanks so much, Erin. Appreciate the time from Brooke and looking forward to her coverage from this weekend. It's going to be fun, as always, to watch the Super Bowl, the the culmination of an amazing season for two teams. And hopefully we'll see the Saints back there soon. Thanks for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast this week. Next week we will have another episode. Check out the podcast on Apple iTunes or on our website. You can catch it on Spotify now. Basically anywhere that you get your podcast, you can listen to it. So always check in with us there for the latest Saints news. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.